this is the old show feed for the LGBTQ podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. We took the eight out of the name, so the podcast was renamed Not Straightcast, all spelled out as of episode 32. The last episode on this old feed is episode 35. Episode 36 and beyond are now located on the new feed. All the links are located on our website, notstraightcast.com, where you can search for Not Straightcast in your favorite podcast app. Also, visit notstraightworld.com for links to all of our websites. Want to support Not Straightcast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straightcast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. This is the podcast that gives you news and views from a not straight perspective. This is Not Straight Cast 27 for September 10th, 2021. Welcome to Not Straight Cast. I'm Joe Krynock. And I'm Jason Jason. Jason Jason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's going on, Joe? Ah, oh, boy. Wow. What a week. You know, so yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at the news this week, and it's like, wow. Let's put it this way: it's not going to be a lovely news week, you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, there's not a whole lot going on. Just a lot of craziness. It seems like you know, it's like a lot of people just going nuts and people dying. Yeah, it's uh, did you crazy. see Willard Scott died? I did. Yeah, it's like the friendliest guy on earth died. Damn. But here's the funny thing about that, okay? And that's yeah. not to mean any disrespect towards Willard Scott. I was talking to my mom on the phone, and I'm like, I'll be bluntly honest with you, Mom. I thought he was already dead. Oh, wow. So when you saw that Willard Scott died, was that your first thought? It's like, I thought he died already. No. Uh, <laughs> but there are people like that. Uh, maybe it's a Mandela effect. Maybe you and I are from two different realities. So who, like, who do you think is already dead, but is not? Um, the, uh, the guy that plays, uh, uh, what's his name on the Connors, the dad. Oh, um, you're talking about, what's his name, Dan? Well, that's his character's name, John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. I constantly think that he's already died. He looks like he's dead. I mean, like in. The only reason why I say that is that he lost a lot of weight. So yeah. his features became very sunken. Yeah. And so, yeah, it looks like he died <laughs> literally, <laughs> but he's still alive. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's crazy, but it's, yeah, uh, you're familiar with the Mandela effect, right? Yeah. But you can explain it to folks. Uh, it's whenever a, a large portion of, uh, of, a of a population believes that something happened or something was a specific way and it was never that way for instance one of the examples 
for me is Jiffy peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I, I very much remember when I was a little kid, I loved Jiffy peanut butter, J-I-F-F-Y. I don't think it was ever Jiffy, though, was it? No. <laughs> I even remember as a kid at the grocery store seeing a jar of Jif, J-I-F, peanut butter and saying to my grandmother, who I was with while grocery shopping, this isn't the peanut butter that we normally get. And she said, yes, it is. And I said, it didn't used to look like this. And she said, yeah, it's always looked like this. And then, you know, years later, the Mandela effect started, uh, started gaining popularity. People started thinking about uh, or, or openly discussing things that they remembered as kids that apparently never happened or were never that way. And a whole bunch of people talked about Jiffy peanut butter. I, I have another good example for you. Yeah. Berenstein bears. Yeah. That's one of the more popular ones. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. the Berenstein bears. I've always called it the Berenstein bears as did everybody else, but it's actually the yeah. Berenstein bears. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we all miss that? You know, I know. Right. I'm trying to think of other ones off the top of my head. Do you, do you have any? Uh, one of the very popular ones is, uh, Luke, I am your father. Oh yes. That was never said by him, huh? Yeah. It was no, I am your father or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Now, some of those like Luke, I am your father. I feel like, I, I feel like that's just a large number of people misquoting it to the point where like it becomes fact. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like in in popular media, it was like misquoted. Create more context around the situation that you were quoting it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm telling you, the Jiffy thing. That's that's my Mandela effect. That one strikes me hard. I vi- very vividly remember that. It's kind of like you know, it's like when I go back to look at things in 2020, I'm like, hell, there's not a lot of memories from 2020. Yeah. <laughs> You have to go back the previous year to 2019. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I feel like this year is becoming a repeat of last year, but in an even a more politicized way, it's kind of yeah. weird. You know, it's like, like, for example, I went to schedule a haircut. I was thinking, oh, we'll do the show and I'll go get my haircut. They're probably open until eight. Right. Mm-hmm. Now they're only like, like super cuts is only open until 5 PM now. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I'm like, how the hell can anybody get their hair cut if they're working a normal nine to five job? Right. I was like, wow, like what's going on here? You know, it's so weird. I'm starting to wonder if um, things are going backwards. You know, we have all these Delta, I'm sorry, these COVID variants now, like oh, Delta yeah. and Mu. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the Mu variant. Everybody's going to be like, Mu. I haven't <laughs> even, I haven't even heard about that one. I've been too busy. What's going on with the Mu uh, well, they've seen it in 49 states except Nebraska. So Nebraska, you're safe right now. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's just kind of pissed me off that people do not take this seriously. I mean, I will admit, though, I, in the beginning, you know, was like, oh, yay, you know, no mask. Yeah. But I kind of had that gut feeling as, you know, the Delta variant started to spread around. I'm like, we're headed right back to where we were at before because now we have all these people who are not vaccinated. Right. And that's how variants you know, manage to spread, you know, is that if you don't have 
the point where you have enough people vaccinated, you know, it can very easily create mutants, spread, right. and then cause the same thing to keep happening over and over again until they're they're out of host. You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and that's the thing that pisses me off so much um, about that. Like, for example, my mom and I were talking on the phone and, uh, you know, talking about a um, certain person that's in our lives who isn't vaccinated. It's it's not a family member, but, you know, somebody. Is it you know, Jesus? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's like somebody does hair for somebody in the family. You know? Gotcha. And they're not vaccinated and they're around like one of the oldest members of our family. And thus, in that case, they're, um, you know, like they're not being vaccinated, being around the person who, you know, is definitely very vulnerable at their age. Yeah. You know, it becomes a situation where, you know, my mom's like, I just want to go off on him. I'm like, I completely understand because it's like, you know, you should know better by now. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that there's something going on. The people that haven't been vaccinated, um, and I'm not speaking for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but I believe that there are some of them that are just using excuses, maybe because they're scared of the needle uh, or scared of getting a shot in general or whatever, but they're trying to find ways to validate it. So recently, while I've been driving around, I've been listening to news radio. Uh, and I, the other night, was listening to a local, uh, a local news radio channel, and they had... Uh, a specialist on as a guest, uh, somebody that um, specialized in infectious diseases and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they were taking phone calls and somebody called in and they were like, I am not vaccinated because I have, uh, and they were immediately defensive. They're like, I know that everybody's going to hate me and I've lost friends on Facebook and my family, some members of my family don't talk to me, but I have legitimate concerns and I don't want to get this vaccine. And so the, uh, the specialist was, was like, you know, well, what are your concerns? And they, they were talking about like, you know, like 30% of the people that these are, these are made up numbers because I don't remember verbatim. So what okay. I'm, what I'm doing here is just throwing out random pish posh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but giving the appropriate response from, you know, so anyway, they're like, well, you know, 30% of people get brain disease and the specialist is like, no, that's, that's not true at all. And there's no evidence that suggests that. Well, I read it on, you know, this website and the specialist is like, that website isn't credible. And the majority of the information on there is just made up. They're like, well, what about the fact that, uh, you have the ability to, you know, it weakens your immune system long-term or something. They're like, there's no evidence to support that. That's not true. So anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is every concern that they had turned out to be debunked and not true. But at the end of the call, they were still trying to find a way to fight their standpoint uh, or, you know, fight their viewpoint Mm -hmm. and defend their decision to not get the vaccine, even though everything that they put out there turned out to be incorrect or not a concern at all. So it's obvious that this person was either one full of too much pride to back down from their, their point of view or two 
there is some other reason that they don't want to get the vaccine, whether it's because they are too afraid of the needles or they don't want to go to the doctor's office, whatever that is, there's some other thing going on and they're trying to use these incorrect uh, these these incorrect statements to try to justify it. It seems like everything is heading backwards. Like one was that we're heading back into, you know, quarantine. Yeah. With the pandemic, which has not ended, folks. So taking all these freaking vacations is not doing you any good. <laughs> you know, I and I don't feel sorry for people who go on vacation and then come back and say, Oh, I've grown up. Well, your dumb ass, you know, decides to treat this like everything's normal. It's yeah. It's not yet, you know. Um two is is that, you know, with everything going on in Texas now with abortion. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you know. Um literally, you know, so they crafted the bill in a way that pretty much turns people into vigilantes, you know. Yeah. If I know you're getting an abortion and you're helping, I'm going to turn you in and I'll get $10,000. Yeah. It's crazy. Who came up with that shitty ass bill? And why is the Supreme court upholding that? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, Oh my God. It's so weird. Yeah. It's just so um, weird. So, I mean, with the LGBTQ community, cause you know, they'll be coming up for us next. Once they uh, kill off women's rights and they'd be killing off, you know, LGBTQ rights. Right. You know, then the next thing we'll be back to the Jim Crow era. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's like, this is what Republicans want to do. Is that oh they literally God. want to turn back time to the 1950s. Yeah. This is what, you know, the whole entire MAGA thing, you know, make America great again. Absolutely. It's, it's basically one very narrow view of what, when America was great. And honestly, it wasn't that great for a lot of people back then. No, it wasn't. I uh, I saw a screenshot of a post yeah. uh, today, and I went to save it, and the person who had posted it deleted the post, but I remember what it said. So I there was this person that made a post on Twitter, and it said, hey there, uh, pro-lifers, it's your time to shine in Texas. There are, uh, you know, 20, 25,000 uh, people, kids in foster care right now, and over 3,000 of them in Texas alone are waiting for adoption. Let's get those numbers down, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the very first comment was, pro-life does not have anything to do with afterbirth care. Right. Yeah. They, they, they only care about being able to control people's bodies. Yeah. They they don't care what happens to the kids after they're born. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So Jason, the big question then would be is have we um, tried unplugging Texas and then plugging it back in? Oh my God. Keep it, leave it off for 60 seconds. Well, you know what happened? They did that last winter. You know, like yeah. that was a message saying that Ted Cruz Cancun.exe is yeah. not responding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. So I don't oh, yeah. know what in the hell's going on with, with planet earth right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, somebody posted a really good one the other day there um, is if seatbelt laws were introduced in 2021, mm-hmm. 70% car crash survival rate, but Hey, live in fear sheep. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> if God wanted us to wear seatbelts, he would have made us seatbelts. <laughs> this, oh this sets a bad precedent. They mandate seatbelts today, but next year they'll make us wear helmets. Jesus. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And we get called the snowflakes, but they get they get all f- upset. I have a medical exemption. I have a sore chest. <laughs> <laughs> You do know that the National Highway Safety Administration hasn't fully proved they work, right? Oh, my God. Uh, Some study from Antarctica said seatbelts restrict breathing since it goes over your lungs. (laughs) (laughs) Car companies can't make me wear a seatbelt. It's unconstitutional. Damn. Oh, man. You know, it's like literally you put it in that context. You see how stupid it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we see how stupid that sounds, and the majority of the people listening to this are going to see how stupid that sounds. But I don't know. Like, I don't know what the the people who are behaving this way, I don't know what their underlying hidden fear is or what their rationale is. Uh, But, I mean, it's, it's absurd. It absolutely is, yeah. And it's more or less, they only care about themselves and nobody else, you know? It's what it boils down to. I don't know. I think that some of them are scared of something else, and I don't know what it is. Uh, And I think that they are just grabbing on, grasping anything that they can to justify their stance, uh, even if it's ridiculous, just as long as other people are doing it too so that they don't feel so foolish because of safety and numbers. But I don't don't know. You know, to be honest with you there, to me, it just seems like things have just gone downhill ever since everybody has access to the the internet now. Yeah. Everybody has a platform that's just as loud as everybody else's. You get a lot of, you know, shit mixed in. Yeah. A lot of good things are out there, but it's like literally, you know, it's like everybody with a bullhorn talking all at the same time. Well, and that's absolutely correct. So one of the things that I've been doing, I apparently because I hate myself is listening to like conservative shows and uh, looking, cause I want to understand, I want to understand, you know, I want to understand what's going on, why people feel the way that they do, why people aren't getting vaccinated, things like that. And I want to try and see their point of view and try to understand it. And I can't. And one of the things that's going on that they don't realize is that there are a ton of conservative Facebook groups and Facebook pages that put out their own memes and stuff like that. And they see these memes put out by these like largely followed Facebook pages, conservative Facebook pages. Uh, And they take this meme and it'll, you know, the meme will say something along the lines of uh, at first it was all Donald Trump stuff. Yeah. Uh, And now it'll say something along the lines of, you know, like my body, my choice, you can't make me mask up, you know, things like that. And they're like, yeah, and it gets them all riled up. And they're like, yeah, me too. I feel that same way. And they share it and all their conservative friends share it and all of that sort of stuff. Well, you know who runs that, that conservative meme site? Who? Russians. (laughs) And I'm not joking. And I'm not trying to, you know, that people people blame stuff on the Russians, but no, it's, it's Russians that own the majority of these. And you can see it when you go to a page 
like a business page or, you know, anything like that, you can look at the little info button that gives you the transparency and you click on it and it says this page is managed in such and such Russia. Oh yeah. It was like kind of surprising. Yeah. So you'll see that on Facebook where it's like poster based in India, poster yeah. based in Sweden. Yeah. And it's like all these pages and you're like, wow, they're really located there. You know? Yeah. It's like LGBT news, Serbia. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> like really it's just know. a bunch of Russian trolls fucking mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. F- fucking with us because they know that we're stupid and we'll share it and you know stuff like that. They it's just a bunch of trolls uh being trolls. And they uh they get all their troll friends to come and like the page so that it has some initial likes. And it grows and it grows and it grows and people share this stuff. Some of it is just flat out fake information uh, and they share it, believing that it's true. And that's it's kind of like a problem. And honestly, Jason, I'm like to the point now where it's kind of like I miss the old days of the Internet where you had to know how to configure a TCP IP stack <laughs> and uh, PCP you had to, client, you know, you had to dial in on your CompuServe modem on your VIC 20. <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right. Well, before uh, we've we've got to get to the news here pretty soon and take a break first. But before we do that, I wanted to make sure to mention that there are women's marches getting ready to happen all across the country in a ton of different cities here in Pittsburgh. We're having a women's march on October 2nd. Uh, But uh, definitely, if you're interested in finding one in a city near you, check out uh, womensmarch.org. Excellent. We're going to go ahead and take a break and be back with the news here on Not Straightcast after these messages. If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Vox Onyx has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Vox Onyx will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonyx.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonyx.com to get started now. Welcome back to Not Straightcast. So Jason, guess what time it is? the moment of conclusion but we didn't even do the stories yet well no it's actually time for the news oh okay (laughs) okay so this week's lovely news let's start off with this one president of the human rights campaign the country's largest lgbtq advocacy organization was fired on monday after a report found that he tried to help discredit an accuser of former new york governor andrew cuomo alfonso david was fired effective immediately after an internal investigation was completed and the group's board of directors voted to remove him. Human rights campaign chairs Morgan Cox and Jody Patterson said in a joint statement. They said that David violated his contract. David's apparent role in working with Cuomo was revealed in a report this year in which New York Attorney General Loretta James accused David 
of being involved in efforts to disparage a former employee who had accused Cuomo of persuasive harassment. The report, which led to Cuomo resigning last month, cooperated allegations that Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, including employee Lindsay Boylan. According to the report, David helped draft a letter about the allegations last year that people who saw it described it as victim shaming. The letter wasn't published as David didn't sign it, but the investigation found that he agreed to circulate it to see whether others would sign it. David denied that to NBC News last month. The human rights campaign said on Monday that the conduct in assisting Governor Cuomo's team while president of the HRC was in violation of the HRC's conflict of interest policy in the mission of the HRC. David, who was Cuomo's chief counsel from 2015 to 2019, responded on Monday with a statement saying that the group's board had unjustly provided notice of determination and vowed to bring a legal challenge. As a black gay man who has spent his whole life fighting for civil and human rights, they cannot shut me up, he said. In a statement earlier Monday, he said that the group's co-chairs had asked him to resign, but didn't offer a shred of evidence of any wrongdoing on my part when I asked repeatedly. Referring to the document he helped draft, he said in a statement Sunday that he had a legal obligation to provide it to Cuomo, but then spoke out against it. When the New York Attorney General's report came out, I was shocked and sick to my stomach and immediately called on Governor Cuomo to resign, he said, adding that he called on the human rights campaign to conduct an independent investigation into his conduct. In the joint statement, Cox and Patterson said that David's earlier statements included significant untruths about the investigation and his status with the organization. They did not elaborate. So we have somebody who uh, basically was helping Cuomo. Yeah. You know, and pretty much, you know, defending him. And then all of a sudden he gets called out on it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it seems like they did the right thing. This guy, uh, he helped Cuomo. It seems like he had um, kind of a personal relationship with him because of their prior work history. Yes. And then when called out on it, told some fibs and, uh, it's it's good that they got him out of there. Pretty much at that point there, I mean, like, you can't necessarily say, like, everything that he did was wrong. Because, I mean, he spoke out against it, okay? Right. But on the other hand, it's kind of like he was almost like the collateral damage in a sense. Yes, yeah, sort to of. To where it affected the HRC to the point where they couldn't continue on with him. Right. Because of his involvement in that, you know? Right. Yeah, he was, he was probably personally and uh, personally in between a rock and a hard place yes, because he wanted exactly. to wanted to help who somebody that he considered a friend. Uh, it just cost him his job. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of losing your job, a Catholic high school in North Carolina terminated Lonnie Billard, a substitute teacher after he announced plans to marry his partner in 2014. And last Friday, a U.S. district judge said the Catholic uh, high school violated federal sex discrimination laws when it fired the teacher. The judge said the case will proceed to a trial to determine the appropriate relief that should be granted. Billard, who taught English and drama at the school for 13 years, sued the school and the Roman Catholic Diocese of Charlotte. Of in course, it's the Roman Catholic Church that's doing this, huh? Yeah. yeah. He's, so he sued them for discrimination. However, the school claimed that they were exempt because of its status as a religious organization. So we can fire you because we're a religious organization. 
Exactly. Oh, man. And then the school said that Billard was fired because he advocated for same-sex marriage in its uh, in his Facebook posts. And they said that it, uh, they would have fired any straight teacher for the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this last Friday, in Friday's decision, it was ruled that the school was not protected under the exemptions because teachers like Billard, who taught non-religious classes were not required to teach about Catholicism. He also said that while the school claims Billard was fired over his announcement post rather than his sexual orientation, school staff admitted in several filings that heterosexual employees who did the same thing would have been reprimanded instead of fired. In a statement, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Charlotte said it disagrees with the court's decision. Of course, course they, they do. do. Yeah. <laughs> I think we said that at the same time, didn't we? Yeah. I probably could have just deleted that sentence, but it's, <laughs> it's of course they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because they hate people, especially the gays. Yeah. They're not big fans of the gays. Don't put them around our religion, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, it's just, you know, it's like wash, rinse, repeat. You know, you see these yeah. stories constantly all the time. Seriously, yeah. when I read this story, when you put it into the lineup, I thought it was another story about somebody who taught like gymnastics or theater being fired. We've, we've covered those stories before. Yeah, we've done quite a few of those stories. Yeah, it's always the same thing over and over again. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like, don't people look at this and be like, wow, they're kind of promoting like promoting hatred, you know? Yeah. The big gays are so scary that we can't have them teaching in our schools. They're going to indoctrinate our children like that that shit has been disproven already. You know, it's, yeah, it's old news. You know, I mean, the guy has been there, what, for 13 years. Yeah. Apparently they liked him long enough to keep him employed that long. Yeah. It probably wasn't Absolutely. any secret that he was gay. You know, they probably figured that out in 13 years. Well, they, um, they may have been looking for an excuse to get rid of him because well, of probably the because of salary. Uh, well, probably making yeah, good money after 13 too. years. Yeah. And, uh, that Facebook post was probably just enough that they were like, okay, now we can be justified. So you're talking about earlier, not everybody should be allowed on the internet. Yeah. You know, social media is the, is exposing all society's ills, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I was, I, uh, thanks, Jason. I'm halfway through my coffee. I just finished mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, this will wake you up. I hope so. Yeah. According to a public application to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the Delta Foundation in Pittsburgh. Remember, they're the uh, folks that went out of business. Yeah, I thought that they were disbanded. They're still apparently very active, okay? Oh, damn. Now, some interesting news about this. Anyways, they applied to trademark the term Pittsburgh Pride. The application was filed on September 2nd, 2020. A similar trademark application was also filed by Delta on the same date for Pittsburgh Pride Fest. Both applications were public by the Patent and Trademark Office for opposition on August 24th, 2021. Huh. The Data Foundation voted to dissolve in late August 2020, but these patent applications were filed just over a week later under the same Delta Foundation of Pittsburgh Incorporated name that is on Delta's nonprofit tax filings. Huh. The application lists Delta Foundation of Pittsburgh, Inc. as a corporation, not a nonprofit, but it is unclear whether that is a relevant distinction. Yeah. It's also unclear if the former LGBTQ organization is active 
and is looking to play a future role in organizing a large pride festival in southwestern Pennsylvania again, despite having announced it was dissolving in 2020, or what exactly the reasons are behind the patent applications. Requests for comment to former Delta officials were not returned. A request to the lawyer who filed the application on behalf of Delta also was not returned. Before last year, Delta was the largest LGBTQ organization in the Pittsburgh region and for years was the organizer of Pittsburgh's Pride in the Streets Festival, which held a pro-LGBTQ parade, inviting national performing acts to the city. Weeks before it announced it was, dull, it was dissolving in 2020, Delta announced that it was canceling its Pittsburgh Pride parade and festivities due to the coronavirus pandemic. It has not held any events since. But other LGBTQ organizations held many pride events in 2021. Local nonprofit group Trans Uniting and a coalition of local LGBTQ groups organized a large pride parade in downtown Pittsburgh and into the north side and other pride events across the city. The parade held in 2021 was called Pittsburgh Pride Revolution, but the website for that parade and advertising for a 2022 parade has a heading uh, reading Pittsburgh Pride 2022. Black and trans-led prophet Sisters Pittsburgh also has a parade planned for 2022 called the Return of Pittsburgh Pride. Additionally, many other groups used the Pittsburgh Pride Monk Year in advertising Pride events this year, including the Still City Grafton Emporium, Suburban Action Network, Mods Paper Wing Gallery, Camp Davis Campground, and others. It is understandably a very common way to advertise Pride events. Media organizations like local LGBTQ online publication QBurg and the Pittsburgh City Paper have used Pittsburgh Pride in headlines when describing local Pride events. In its application, the trademark Pittsburgh Pride, the Delta Foundation provided images of magazine, t-shirts, and report from the 2019 Pittsburgh Pride Festival as evidence that it has used Pittsburgh Pride in the past. According to trademark law, any entity that thinks it will be harmed by the registration of the mark has 30 days since the applications were published to voice opposition. Delta's applications were published on Tuesday, August 24th. Extensions of that 30-day period can be granted. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, we have Delta coming back from the dead. At least people thought they were dead. Yeah. When I looked online in the business um listing in Pennsylvania, they're still listed as a active organization. Yeah. Okay. So we, we have that situation. The other situation we have there too, is the person who was running Delta foundation at the end after Gary Van Horn, who was forced out and caused pretty much this thing to go down the tubes. Yeah. Do you remember who that was? I don't remember the name. Jim Shepard. Jim Shepard. That's right. What does Jim Shepard run? I don't know. Huberg. Uh, you know, so it's kind of like he's talking out both sides of his mouth. Yeah. You know, the organization that technically he is the interim president of is still active. So what's the deal with that? Um, yeah. To they're filing, you know, patent applications or trademark applications, I guess I should say, for Pittsburgh Pride. So yet he's online speaking out about these. It's really odd there, you know. That's weird. Like, you know, like no wonder nobody wants to talk about this because, you know, um, even if it was Gary Van Horn filing these applications, you know, I, I think, you know, the scorn lover of uh, pride celebrations there just wants to get their final dig in. You know, it's just. Yeah. Well, either that or it could be something completely different. So no, it's 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 more or less the stupid shit that goes on in the city. Well, which I'm, I'm getting further and further. I'm personally just trying to get further and further away from, you know. 
I'm thinking that there's a possibility that they may have not completely dissolved or they plan to rebuild. Oh, that's all we need. The yeah. uh, Delta variant. Huh? Yeah. Of LGBTQ oh pride coming back. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy, uh, crazy. Yeah. It's just, you know, just... <laughs> how can you, how can you trademark Pittsburgh pride? You know what I mean? It'd be like me trying to trademark Jason. Jason <laughs> Bailey. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's too many people use it. It's too, too, too common of a term. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it was kind of like, you know, I've seen this stuff going before with uh, drag shows in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you know, people have nothing better to do with their lives than cause other people misery. Right. You know, I, I wish, you know, these, you know, these groups there that have been discredited would just stop trying to make everybody's life harder. Yeah. You know, but absolutely. You know, I'm just speaking of crappy folks. Yeah. Speaking of hard 20 Republicans, (laughs) (laughs) 20 Republican attorney generals are suing the federal government in an effort to overturn anti-discrimination protections for LGBTQ and transgender people that had been established under President Joe Biden. The lawsuit spearheaded by the Tennessee Attorney General targets an executive order issued by Biden that instructed agencies to ensure their rules prohibit discrimination based on gender identity and sexual orientation. The move reversed action by former President Donald Trump, whose administration said LGBTQ students were not protected by federal law. Of course he would, you know, be against the LGBT students there after he flies the pride flag, the fried, the pride flag upside down. And, you know, it's like LGBTs for Trump. You know, oh, yes, I only I only fly the fried flag right side up. <laughs> I'm uh, cut that out, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that I did have to say it again. I know. All right. Pig Latin that I'm using today, apparently. <laughs> As a result, the former, whoops, let's oh, do okay, that again. The former, huh? As a result, <laughs> <laughs> so we all, we're, we're both having that kind of day. Oh my God. Uh, as a result, the Federal Department of Education announced in June that gay and transgender students are protected under Title IX, which bars sex discrimination in schools. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission also outlined guidance that guards LGBTQ employees against discrimination, citing a 2020 Supreme Court decision that found employers can't fire people for being gay or transgender. In a statement, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost said the suit isn't driven by the wisdom of the administration's policy and argued that the agencies didn't have the authority to change the law. He also disputed the EEOC's interpretation of the Supreme Court ruling, saying it doesn't require employees to adopt practices related to dress codes or bathroom access. The lawsuit comes as advocates in many states push for measures that would ban discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity in employment, housing and public accommodations, 
along with proposals that would prevent transgender girls from joining female sports teams in high school and college. So let's see, they've gone after the, the Republicans have gone after the trans folks, mm-hmm. the women, mm-hmm. the gays. Yes. I told you, you know, it's coming, you know. Yeah. Pretty soon black folks, you know, will be next. Yeah. You know, it's just when will it end? When we're I back in 1950? Well, anything that Biden does that overturns something that Donald Trump did, everybody's going to flip out about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if Donald Trump puts something into motion that was anti-LGBTQ and Biden corrects that, they're all going to flip out, no matter what it is, whether it's good for humanity or not good for humanity. If they're if if he's erasing Donald Trump, then they're going to get mad. Oh, of course, yeah, because apparently Donald Trump was you know the second coming of uh, Jesus H Christ for crying out loud. I know, right? I'm just. Literally, I mean, you know, if it's not all those folks who mentioned before, it's voting rights, then, you know, like right. they're trying to attack it from every single angle, you know, and then Democrats here, you know, with Joe Manchin there, you know, yeah, as a uh, dino Democrat in name only mm-hmm. is screwing up the works for, the, you know, it's kind of like it's getting to the point where it's kind of like, you know, like give folks the rights that they deserve, you know, right. Absolutely. The rights that, you know, should be enshrined, you know, kind of the right to vote for their leaders. You know, it's like we're literally turning into, you know, communist country here. Yeah. It's just absolutely incredible. People are just, you know, letting this go unchecked. You know, I hope during the next set of elections here that some of this resolves itself. Right. Well, let's let's hope so. I'm also just kind of tired of talking about Donald Trump. Can we just bleep out his name from this point forward <laughs> orange man yeah oh my, oh my god. god all right so let's <laughs> so moving on joe do you know what time it is yes thank god we're here now at this point today Who-ba-de-do. this show here it's time for the not straight cast moment of conclusion thank god <laughs> so here's another story that we've heard about twenty thousand times Okay. Jackie Daniel, the owner of the Barn in the Bend in Nashville, Tennessee, has taken down the company's social media accounts and website after being exposed for discriminating against a gay couple seeking a wedding venue. Oh, good. The bumbling religious fanatic originally sent the couple a proposal on their big day with a note at the bottom that said, we offer same-sex marriage ceremonies only. (laughs) As it turns out, she meant the opposite. (laughs) Oh, If this looks like something that would work for you, let me know and we'll be glad to set up a tour, the message concluded. But when Mike Gill and his partner Cody got a follow-up email from Daniel shortly after that, things turned weird. I'm not sure, but I believe I remember you calling me last week. The strange missive started despite being sent a little over an hour after the first one. Did you mention that your partner was a he? If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. However, I don't want to waste your time since we do not offer same-sex marriages here. They continued. The email had a new signature at the bottom. However, this time it read, we do not offer same-sex marriage ceremonies. When Gail followed up saying that he would tell others that he and his partner were turned away, she told him in a third email that it was a religious decision to discriminate because that's what Jesus would want. She defended her choice by sadly mentioning the negative review he had given the business online. 
She said, I see you wasted no time with the reviews, and that too is your right, just as my choice of ceremony types at my venue is my choice, she concluded. Screenshots of the message were posted on TMZ in the venue's website and Facebook page were included. Both have been taken offline now, presumably after the internet reacted by leaving negative reviews and sending the company snotty emails about Daniel's choice to discriminate. Neither Nashville nor the state of Tennessee provides non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people in public accommodations. Once again, wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, I know, right? Not so the first like, wedding venue. Yeah. It looks Sentence. like their website is now back up. I'm I'm searching them as I was listening to you read that. Yeah, but notice uh, there's no reviews for this place anywhere, really. Yeah. So the website is back up and their Instagram is up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there aren't any nasty comments on the Instagram. I can't find um I can't find their Facebook page, so it must still be down. You know, it just amazes me that, you know, why don't you just go and look for LGBTQ friendly wedding planners, in, you know, in venues when you're doing a search as a gay person, you know, or well, lesbian. in Nashville, Tennessee, there might not be so many. There is. Yeah, there's there's a thing where you can search for LGBTQ friendly ones and there's ones there. Yeah. Just pick one of them, you know. I don't know. I kind of feel differently. So if I were getting married, I would forget about the whole LGBTQ thing. That wouldn't be the first thing on my mind. I would be looking at, oh my God, this venue is gorgeous with their giant field and their big pond and, you know, stuff like that. That would be perfect for my wedding. And this place over here with, you know, uh, their incredible accommodations and stuff like that, that would also be perfect for my wedding. I'm going to narrow it down to the two of these places and uh, talk to my partner and see which one they like more and talk to some of the guests to see which one is easier and more accessible. And then we narrow it down to the final one and we go and start the conversation with them. And it turns out that they don't take gay people. That would be well, a yeah, huge I mean, disappointment. That, that, well, like, let's be honest. In a perfect world, that should not be an issue at all. Right. And this situation still needs to be resolved, you know, in law yeah. somewhere along the line here. Absolutely. Once and for all. But, you know, unfortunately, discrimination in all forms is still going to exist. But you know what? I'd be more wanting to spend my money at a company who supports me, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. One I that doesn't. You know, I I understand that. That wants my business. But if the company that supports me, well, first off, we don't know. You know, when when looking for a venue, you don't know yet who supports you and who doesn't. Just do a search for somebody who does offer their services to the yeah. LGBTQ community. But what if they suck? What well, if like what if all of the wedding venues that support LGBTQ people in Nashville, Tennessee? or the area that you're looking in are like the backyard of a fire hall. Well, then they'll go out of business, Jason. That's as simple as that. Yeah. If, you know, if they suck, nobody will book anything there and they'll go out of business. Yeah. I'm but just, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying is that um, if they're LGBTQ friendly, they're likely not to suck Yeah, because you can tell just the quality of their character is good. Right. And I'm just saying that the first thing that a married or a, an engaged couple 
uh, goes to look at shouldn't have to be whether or not they're going to be accepted. It should be completely agreed. Yes, but that's in a perfect world is what I'm saying. Yeah, it should be the amenities and and what's going to be the best for their perfect day. Uh, The first search that they should have that they make shouldn't have to be. uh, Is this place gay friendly, you know? Well, unfortunately, that is still the case there, you know? Yeah. It's no fun. You know, it's not like, you know, racism should be gone by now. It's not. Yeah. In some cases, it's even stronger than it was before, you know? Right. So, I mean, you know, definitely here, let's put it this way. The tide has turned, you know? Um, you know, people are being called out for this stuff there. But, you know, I think, unfortunately, it's always going to exist. I'm just saying vote with your dollars, you know? Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can talk and talk and talk and talk until you're blue in the face. But... You know, if it starts hurting them financially, different story, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, like what's going to be the good in all this here? What, they're going to start accepting gay people even though they hate to do so? No. There so, is, I mean, what, there put, is, you know, like, like, like put them completely out of business? So or here's starting out of business, you know? It's it just, I don't know. I don't, well, here. So let me, let me uh, comment on that a little bit. So... We have opposing viewpoints on this, I think. A little bit, yeah. That's good. That's not bad. Yeah, I want to explain why. So your initial reaction was, well, why go through all of this? Just go find somebody that accepts LGBTQ people. So in my mind, it's like, you know, it's like saying, uh, so this person has discriminated against you. Just keep your mouth shut and go somewhere else. I don't necessarily think that that's going to resolve anything. And your question about, uh, so you would, you, oh, the point that I was getting. Well, to. I, I, I wasn't really saying that per se, like keep your mouth shut. Okay. Right. But it's kind of like, just go find another, like, like don't even bother just searching far and wide. Mm-hmm. Search for somebody who's actively what, trying to court your business. Right. And two would offer you services that you'd want there. You know, it's like, because at that point they're like, we don't offer same sex weddings. Okay, fine. I'm not going to book there. Good luck. You know? And yeah, you can say something about it, but I mean, the fact that whether you say something about it, mm-hmm. is that really going to truly make a difference? People, street people are still going to book that, you know, that location there. Well, and, it caused and, them to remove their social media for a little while, which I'm sure hurt business. They well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're of, voting with your dollars there. Then, right. You know? They, uh, they get, um, you know, negative reviews, all of that sort of thing. And it sends a message. So for other people that might want to discriminate, they might see these sorts of things and be like, you know what? Screw it. I don't feel like dealing with any of that. Just, just serve the gay people. Well, on the other hand, there are two the way it kind of works nowadays is that whenever they do that, then all these straight folks who hate the gays will be like, Hey, we're going to support them. You know? Well, they say that they're going to, but I haven't heard, I haven't read any news articles or, you know, I see a lot of comments, right? Yeah. When something like this is happening with a business, I see a lot of comments like, hell yeah. Stand up for your freedoms. I know where I'm going to be shopping in the future but I don't actually see any follow-up from that. I don't really, you know, it's just a lot of talk and comments sections. Exactly. Yeah. Like the only thing I could say there, you know, it's like, you're the people who want your business, you know? Yeah. 
don't force yourself to go to people who don't want your business. And it feels like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's fine. You don't want my business. I'll take it somewhere else, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. And you can comment about it, but it's kind of like, you know, overall, what does that do? Nothing. Yeah. I know? don't know. It, I like, just, yeah, it gives them well publicity. I'm seeing it from a different angle. Like I'm picturing it like my car. You saw how long I looked for a car. Uh-huh. I, I was constantly like saying, Hey, I think I might've found my car and I would send you something and I ended up not getting it or whatever, constantly like looking and looking and looking. And, and there were some that were okay, but I kind of wanted one with like the perfect features. Everything was just, you know, exactly right. And I looked and I looked and I looked and I spent every day on Carvana and drive time and all these websites. And then I had the money in my account, the, absolute perfect car was ready after months of looking and it was right there waiting for me to purchase it had just popped up nobody else had started started the buying process on it yet and i jumped on it if i had clicked that button and gotten everything ready and then gotten a message that said sorry we don't sell to gay people i i would have flipped out i wouldn't have just said hey okay, well, then I'm going to go somewhere else where they're going to support me and where they want my dollars. Now I would have flipped the hell out after all that and finally found my perfect car. I would have flipped out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will agree with you on that, okay? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand there, too, it's kind of like, you know, where does religion come into car buying? <laughs> Religion comes more into weddings than it does car buying. Well, I, I mean, you're, yeah. you're taking that a little bit too seriously. It's just but an on example. the other hand there too, Jason, I told you probably right now is the worst time to buy a used car. Well, no, 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 no. This, <laughs> this, this isn't, this isn't a relative tangent. We need to get back on track. It has nothing to do with the car. And you know that <laughs> I know. you, you needed a car. You really it's, kind of were between a, Rock in a hard place, or you needed a vehicle, you know. No, I, th- I think you're missing the point. Let I, me. Well, <laughs> the point is it's... the emotion put into finding the perfect place. And after months and months of looking, just replace the car, the word car with place. It's it's about the emotion, not about whether I needed a car. Well, so, find, find, find me an anti gay car place and we'll talk then. But that's not the point. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, I, don't disagree with you, okay? Okay. That's the point I'm trying to get across here. Yeah. It's so, just, I mean, you know, it's just people talk a lot, but they take no action. Yeah it's, yeah. it's basically the point I'm trying to get across there. You know, vote with your dollars. You know, vote with people who want your business. You yeah. Know? You know, and it's, but it's kind of weird where, you know, you, like we could take that same argument there. And I think it would make more sense if you took it and applied it to a bakery. Because that's the other place where this happens at mm-hmm. wedding uh, venues in bakeries seem to be the biggest place where people get discriminated against based upon their sexuality. Right. The wedding venue, I can understand because, you know, weddings are religious ceremonies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bakeries. I have absolutely no argument for that at all. You know, that's yeah. absolutely, you know, like, like ludicrous, unless you're a Roman Catholic baker, you know, who bakes for the Roman Catholic church. Yeah. Yeah. But then you'd be discriminating against a lot of other people. It's just what, what I'm just saying is, is that, you know, 
karma has a way of rooting this shit out, you know? Yeah. I still think you're hung up a little bit too much on the, the car versus wedding thing. It's not about the car. It's just about the, I I'm picturing these people going through what I did with the car, mm-hmm. uh, looking for the perfect place, all of that sort of stuff, months and months and months, uh, finding a place that has a, uh, a, a vacancy or a spot available during their preferred time. Just trying to find something that lines completely up with what they want. They finally find it just like I finally found my car and this, uh, this happened to them. I uh, don't know if they're, uh, if they're flipping out about it is going to have any positive or negative effect, but I think it keeps happening though. That's the thing. You know, it's not like anything's, you know, Basically, I think the agreement that we both can agree upon with this whole entire situation mm-hmm. is that things need to change law-wise, yeah. you know, and discrimination needs to be, you know, rooted out. Yeah. And well, it just, I, I think the ambiguity with all these laws here, basically codifying, you know, discrimination yeah. as being lawful is a case there where it's not helping anybody out, you know? I agree. So I'm interested to hear what everybody else has to say about this. If you're listening to this, we would love to hear your opinion. Pop onto our Facebook page uh, or our Twitter and leave a comment on one of our recent posts, letting us know how you feel about this situation. Would you give, uh, w- would you just try to find someplace else or would you create a ruckus and fight for a spot at that perfect place that you found that doesn't want to serve you. Let us know. And with that being said, it's time to wrap up. Yes, it is. All right. Subscribe to us where all great podcasts are sold. Also check out notstraightcast.com, which has links to our previous shows, our Facebook, Reddit, and Twitter pages, our discord server, the notstraight.store blogs, news, and more. And if you like us, please leave a five-star review in your favorite podcast app. We want to thank you very much there for listening to Not Straight Cast. And as always, until next time, have a not straight one. Bye for now. All right. Jason and I still like each other. Yes. (laughs) 